What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show. It's a little fuzzy tonight, but I am backstage at the Baltimore Theater Project. Um, this is the first day for production week for a real nigga show, a show that I'm, I'm working with. Um, it's uh, celebrating its 17th year in existence, and we are doing a special live streaming of it uh, because, of course, COVID, the pandemic shut us down and we had to alter our dates and now we're doing a special one night performance of a live stream uh theatrical production and it is uh, very much so a trio poem style like for color girls it has many nods to for color girls august wilson pieces and it's filled with music some dance um, and actually, this is the first episode where we'll be um, incorporating some short films from some local DMV filmmakers. So I want everybody to definitely join in. And actually, I can give us a little, just a little, little, little. Uh, we are actually backstage in the dressing room right now. But this is, they're getting set up. Y'all can see behind me. Is that Troy? That's Troy Burton. Right there. Jeff and the crew is here with Troy, the director and producer, and we're just doing a little glimpse of it. But we'll be doing a special interview tonight with Mr. Troy Burton, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but tonight we have Mr. Joy George. I don't want to mess your last name. Is it Dangle? Close, Daigle, Daigle. Very good. Daigle, it's, Daigle. it's been pronounced every kind of way you can imagine. So you were closer than many. Trust me. But if, as long as we spell it right on the chat. That's all. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But I uh, was uh, introduced to uh, Mr. George. Uh, he responded to a message on, on my page about an issue that I'm going to bring up a little bit later. Um, it's that same uh, clip that I took from the Joe Button show um, speaking on DMX. And I'm going to ask George that a little bit later. But George is the CEO, uh, founder, and operating manager, I guess, of we are you radio um out of atlanta they have coined the the voice of pride um but they're very inclusive that just so happens to be their perspective uh and home now of one of my favorite hosts miss sophia um uh, mcintosh um yes. out of atlanta yes, yes. so i am very excited to be talking to this gentleman today we're gonna talk a little bit about his his station, his his journey to being this uh, uh, radio mogul, media mogul. I want to limit you. Uh, Speak that. Talk, <laughs> it's, it's already done. You already there, sir. You just gotta yeah, let yeah, the yeah. money come flowing in at this you. point. Uh, and we're gonna uh, talk a little now. bit. Money cometh to me. Money cometh. <laughs> share. You gotta share though. You gotta share. Uh, we're gonna talk a little I bit will. about the ATL culture and this. Um, entertainment arch district that atlanta has become um has always been but now it's getting it's just dues uh for a long time atlanta was somewhat of a road uh roadhouse and uh where artists went to go create music and then they took it elsewhere 
but uh, we're going to talk to you. And but you know what? We're talking to you right now. Can you introduce right. yourself, sir? And well, uh, about who you are and okay. Um, again, my name is George Daigle. I have been an Atlanta citizen, I guess, if you will say, uh, for about 17 years. I'm originally from Louisiana and uh, have had 20 some odd years experience in radio. My real job, uh, the one that pays the check so far is okay. a flight okay. attendant. We call them benefactors. That's a benefactor. <laughs> there, you, there you go. That has allowed me to do what I am doing now. There you go. Um, and, and basically my journey uh, to coming to We Are You Radio has transversed from Louisiana to Nashville to Mississippi to here in all of those different mm-hmm. um, areas of radio. Um, so then we, part of Louisiana we are, you, are you from? Southwest Louisiana, a town okay. called Lafayette, where you've been read, probably reading about in the news as of late mm-hmm. uh, because there's mm-hmm. some protesting going on there re- recently. Yeah. Is that what is that the boot? Is that what they call it? It's, I think it's called the, the boot. Was a little the boot bit, state. Little, the boot state. Okay, okay. Boot state. We're, we're like uh, two, two hours, three hours uh, southwest of New Orleans because that's where and everybody that's knows. The, if people don't realize it, everybody thinks New Orleans when they think Louisiana, but Lafayette is really like the I don't want to call it the suburbs, but it's the rural area. It of, is, it is. And if if you if you want to get some real Louisiana food, Lafayette uh-huh, anywhere uh-huh. on any street corner, anybody's house, just pull up in the driveway. That's where you. I'm, I, I no Somebody, somebody's mama gonna be waiting for you at the end. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> um. So that that's a, just a little bit about my background, a little bit about me. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited about uh, what you guys are doing as well. Definitely. Thank you for so, inviting me. So Big Spose, like We Are You Radio, um, actually, Monty is in the background somewhere finagling all of this for us. Uh, but I, I started watching you because of Miss Sophia, uh, but I was so happy to hear that it was Black-owned um, because many times it's a conglomerate and it may be having a Black face on it in terms of operating, but it's often owned by a bigger agency. So I was really uh, excited that it was a Black man, a Black person, um, and then it, it was very inclusive to all of Black culture, not just, you know, what's hip-hop or what's popular or what looks like the best thing to sell. So I was very excited. Looking at your lineup, you have a very eclectic blend of, of hosts and uh, individuals that actually come on the show. So I was very excited that it wasn't Thank just going to be another Thank commercial station. So you know really what? Interested. It's it's interesting that you bring up that point because the the road to creating We Are You Radio kind of uh, is what you what you spoke of earlier. When I was uh, looking around, it started with me looking around for a pride playlist that um, spoke to my experience, mm-hmm. my Mary J. Blige mm-hmm. and my Mariah Carey and my Biggie Smalls and this as an African-American black man was a part of my background. And so I was looking for that pride list that reflected that, you know, gave me some Sylvester and gave me some Carl Dean. Some of y'all got to look this up, gave me some Frankie Knuckles, Um, Mm. but there wasn't there. And everything that was marked as pride reflected something that didn't reflect who I was and my background. Like one dimensional. Exactly. Mm. And, and there are many radio stations, no slight to them. Thank you. Uh, for for existing, but there are many uh, pride stations that reflect only one part of the whole LGBTQ community. So right. once I saw that, I was like, "Wait a minute, that, there's more." 
And uh, as I started to look for that playlist, I started to discover all these LGBTQ artists who were hip hop. Uh, they sang you know, all these great artists. I'm like, wait, they're not even getting played on these regular stations, which is mm-hmm. where I got my start. So that brought me all the way to say, wait a minute, I'm going to create a platform that allows the LGBTQ artists to be featured and at mm-hmm. the same time reflects my uh, upbringing, what, who I am as an LGBTQ African-American with all of the music that reflects who we are. Um, and so that's how We Are You Radio came to be. So the, that you made that point earlier about stations reflecting only one point and one side. That's why we exist now. So I'm glad to be where we are. And that's it's very unfortunate for me to hear that about Atlanta, because um, I, I come down there for the arts festival every year. Um, and one of the things that I always loved about Atlanta was it was very inclusive to uh, Atlanta born or Atlanta raised artists. Like it was at one point, you only heard Atlanta artists on their radio stations. And then at some point they started playing Janet because Janet became, you know, entangled with uh, 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 Atlanta through her relationship. Um, But other than that, it was really inclusive. Like it was hard to hear anybody else. And then at some point, I think radio in general shifted and it became more so about what was commercial? What was the top mm-hmm. ten mm-hmm. artists? And that's that's unfortunate because uh, artists began to cry out because of their funding uh, in terms of not getting paid for radio spins. Uh, but that was kind of the major outlet, kind of how artists got um, heard or seen or right. yeah. like became yeah. popular. Now it's a whole nother uh, genre. But it was very. Hearing you say that is unfortunate about Atlanta because that's what I knew Atlanta to be very yeah. inclusive, and why the fact that they would not include their LGBTQ community uh, uh, in that realm or that those artists that represent those genres. Um, right, and and let me let me rephrase too because I know I'm going to get called on that. Let me say not just LGBTQ but uh, open and yes. aware people who are who have or who are openly gay because there are lgbtq artists who don't say that you know out outward so i don't want to say that mm-hmm. nobody's playing it because some oh we playing them uh but those who whose pronouns are not changed to fit the yeah. industry you know what i mean right. uh, so right. I'll, let me rephrase that yeah but yeah you're ab- absolutely right and it's it's uh, I'm, I'm glad that terrestrial radio like yours like our station we're still trying to cater and you do you play music so you are the 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 a normal fm station uh platform foundation that you uh, have that you play a lot of music uh and then talk becomes second to that so how is that feel now that the whole game has changed is it more expensive is it how is it in terms of running a station that's music driven? Well, the way I, I coming from the background, I come from um, I, I wanted to uh, give a, a, a level of excellence. And mm-hmm. that's not to slight anybody else, but I really wanted to have all the bells and whistles, all the personalities and all of everything that you would hear on a terrestrial radio station. I didn't want you to feel like, oh, it's a, a, a online radio station. So you're not getting what you would get. I want you to feel right. like. This is a radio station. This is really what it is. And this is where we really are moving, to be honest. Everybody's streaming music now. Everybody has so many different mm-hmm. choices and levels of choices that you have to be able to uh, take that away. 
um, and you were speaking early, and I want to speak to that because this is my uh, this is my bag. I think what happens is with with mm-hmm. Atlanta radio, it has changed because there are not as many individuals owning the stations, and you have basically one hand making the planning, picking the music, deciding who's acceptable, mm. who gets in, who gets out, and so that whole uh, eclecticism that we used to that used to exist in radio no longer exists. You can turn mm-hmm. any dial and everybody sounds exactly the same. You, right. you know, you can't even tell who you're listening to sometimes. So that was, that's what, that's what has changed. So here at, uh, at we are you radio, I wanted to have that level of, uh, of excellence uh, with the same thing that you would get with an FM, but still have that variety that when we were growing up, Oh, Oh my God, that's, let me write this down. Let me get excited. Whereas now you can just right. turn it on. It's like it's the same five artists everywhere you go. And I, I hate I hate that because here in Baltimore, where we're out of that happened to us years ago. Like I, mm. I want to say even before the 2000s started, uh, we lost our morning show and everything became like combined. So now we have and we love Ricky Smiley, but Ricky Smiley not here. So mm-hmm. when he's talking mm-hmm. about local mm-hmm. news, he's not here. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, I give much love to Cassie Hughes, but that really I think it took our it, it made it harder for our local artists to even get up on. So we would have to go to a DC or Philly uh or Atlanta. A lot of our artists come down to Atlanta uh to be able to feel that thing of being put on. Uh because mm-hmm. we don't own well, Cassie Hughes owns the station, but again. It's it's been stripped down to its bare bones. Um, yeah, and yeah. now that and I understand partially because online radio and it's nothing wrong with please rep your online. Everybody does this and rep your online uh, outlets because that's now how artists are now being heard uh, in, in this large, you know, pool, this sea of, you know, media now. Uh, but it, it's really unfortunate mm-hmm. that. Radio, what we know to be radio, what we grew up on at FM station, has grown to be something that is not inclusive, and it's playing playing the same top ten songs all day, yeah, every day, all day. Yeah, that was one of the reasons when I um and you spoke about uh, Miss Sophia, who is calling me right now during this uh <laughs> during this she's Zoom. So, she's so ghetto. She's so ghetto. But uh, he's he's he's. I think he may have gone off for a second, but. Um, my reason for bringing him on, Mr. George, on is I wanted to kind of touch on a lot of what radio is now and what it's become and how we can actually utilize the platform to be what we need it to be. And it's unfortunate that um, many bigger conglomerates have turned radio into this popular club, this click uh, of the top 10 what's popular. Uh, into a lot of the really hardworking artists that keep this industry going. Um, uh, George, when you were away, I was kind of touching on, you know, where's media going to go now? Like, how, how can we get radio back to its uh, best days? And I know we can't go back in time, but moving forward, how can we do it? Because on one side, you know, radio stations have become these conglomerates, but on the other side, because artists are fighting for a bigger share of their money, um, radio stations have been taxed a lot across the country uh, in terms of what it costs to actually do it. Was it difficult switching to this platform where you oh, play more music? Or 
Uh, for me, um, and it, when I, again, going back 20 some odd years, y'all old school, I'm talking CDs, reel to reels, y'all young folks, y'all don't know nothing about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when, you know, when I started, that was my focus, being right. able to make sure that the music was featured in upfront. And um, okay. unfortunately uh, for radio now, because of, of the cost of radio and how much it costs to run it and, and the lack of, of, of financial support with commercials and those things, I get that, you know, some of these, uh, some radio stations have had to have those um, syndicated programming to, you know, fill in the gaps. I completely get it. And to uh, piggyback on what you said is that now, those 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 same 10 artists are being played on those stations because they're owned by just a couple of people where online radio comes in. And, and this is a shout out to uh, some of my brothers and sisters who are working uh, urban underground, uh, the weekly top 40. And these guys, all of these guys are able now to uh, feature artists that would not normally get to play. Not that you just we're just playing anything, but not, would not normally get exposure on uh, radio until they become the buzz and now everybody right. like for example right. when when Jenny Iko was everybody you know everybody was a fan of Jenny Iko but she wasn't getting that play and then mm-hmm. when broadcast radio got a hold of it it was everywhere um so online radio gives people an experience to hear stuff that they may not get exposed to on their local radio station which by the way is not really local um and so when you hear that Grab onto that, gravitate to that, because they will give you exposure to stuff that you probably have on your playlist. Like, oh my God, they're fa- they're playing so and so and so and so. They don't play this on the radio, and that's right. where the RU Radio and other um, online or digital platform stations is what we call us. Um, do what we do, and that's that's what pulls us apart from the rest of the radio industry. I love it because online is naturally syndicated, so not only are you able to uh, be exposed by uh, music from across the country and around the world, but all exposing people to the culture that you're in naturally syndicated. You don't have to buy into markets or, you know, do that thing of matching with a lot of different uh, other entities in, in terms of other shows. Yeah, but yeah. I love online because it's naturally syndicated. Now, being in Atlanta, I'm quite sure you are not short of guests or, or individuals to support. How is it doing this now in Atlanta? Well, you know, we just moved into our uh, our studio, as you see behind me and, mm-hmm. and around the room. Uh, we just moved into our downtown uh, Atlanta studios, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, just give us a call um, in the uh, Peachtree Towers. And okay. um, the support has been overwhelming. Uh, people have gotten in my box and people are like, oh my God, you're here. And, uh, their fans, uh, who are not fans, I don't want to say supporters, um, who have said, oh my God, I didn't know this station was around. And, you know, I'll be, you know, having a conversation. I'll say, listen to the station. Like, oh my God, this is really good. Um, (laughs) but Sophia has been pivotal, uh, in, in bringing the Atlanta listeners here, because if no one knows, she is the host of Atlanta. Yes. Um, uh, and the real, I, the real mouth of the South. Exactly. We, we can go all in there cause you already know where that goes. Um, but I, when, um, when I, no. yeah, go ahead. You, 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 it's on you. It's your show. We can take it wherever you want to go. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> this is a, this is an intelligent conversation. We have. There you go. There you go. 
there you go there you go but um when i when i created we are you radio um my when miss sophia became available i approached mm-hmm. her and i said look i really want you to be a part of this this is what we're going to do and she was like yeah been there done that i said no 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 really really she's like yeah let me get back to you and right. then i finally called her and i said um can you start on this date and she's like oh, well, okay and i'm so glad <laughs> because um she is key in this and this is our station and i say that to everybody this is I am the the CEO. I'm I'm writing the bill, paying the bills, but mm-hmm. without Sophia, this would not be what it is and what it's becoming. So I I owe a great debt to her being a part of this. And uh, she's breathing a life into it because people know who she is and they're like, "Oh, you on the radio again? Oh my god." Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's a great thing. Not only that, so it, it's you're bringing back from- that that idea of radio personality. And it's mm-hmm. not about just the name of the station, but you, you know, what holds that up? And you're, yeah. you're allowing, I, I was listening to a couple of, well, I listened to her show and I was here one conversation where she was talking about, you know, now it being on her shoulders, but now you're allowing artists like that and, and, and personalities like that to have ownership in what they're doing. And they're not mm-hmm. as dispensable uh, right. as many, you know, organizations have made uh personalities over the last couple of years mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely that that was my aim and that was my point and that's why we're doing it the way we're doing it and um and i encourage anybody who has an interest in doing radio um mm-hmm. real radio uh there's a difference um i encourage you to give me a call contact us let us know we would love to have people especially here in atlanta uh but even mm-hmm. if you're out of you know in another you know state state or city uh, I'd be interested in having that conversation because especially if you embrace our community, you're an ally. You don't have to be from the LGBTQ community. You can be an ally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we welcome you to be a part of this as well to kind of bring that bridge, that gap of right. community and what that means. I love your, I love your catchphrase, you know, the voice of pride, uh, mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the station is gay, but it's mm-hmm. more so that's just the perspective that it's coming from. Correct. You know, correct. Music that's being played in the background. And that's the same music that's playing over the ODB Goody stations and the hip hop stations. So you're playing music and it's not mm-hmm. just gay. So I like that you haven't boxed yourself in a corner, but you to be able to, you know, grow from and be able to bring in different artists from all genres, not one specific one. Was that yeah, what- was that? That was, that was, that was intentional. Yes. Uh, when I first started the station back in 2018, we've been around that long now. Uh, wow. Uh, 2018, the, uh, positioning statement was, uh, music for the LGBTQ community. And as I listened to that statement over and over again, I said, wait, I don't want this to, you know, I don't want to be exclusive. Um, I want to be inclusive. So we switched the branding to the urban sound of pride because the Urban Sound of Pride is our sister, our allies, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, all of that. Um, and the Urban Sound of Pride is Mary J. Blige, is Justin Timberlake, is Beyonce, is Frankie Knuckles. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's another thing, that, if I can. Uh, when I say urban, a lot of people think mm-hmm. Black. But urban sometimes can be a Justin Timberlake sometimes can be a Britney or Christina, you know, and so on and so on. Sometimes. You're pushing it now, sir. You're pushing it. I'm just 
<laughs> well, let me, let, let, let me give you an example. They come uh, to the city. I get it. They come to the city sometimes. Right, 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 right. They, they're, they're welcome to the barbecue. Right. See, they're welcome to the barbecue. So, right. when I, you know, when we talk about the urban side of pride, we're including those who are invited to the barbecue. <laughs> so th that is that is it. That's definitely it. So um, as you know, as we move forward, the urban sound of pride is inclusive of all of those things that are familiar to our community. So just moving backwards a little bit, you said media was a part of your your education, or was it just something? Yeah, you I I was um, actually <laughs> funny story. I was actually in school for mass communications, but radio, I have been listening to radio all my life. I have practiced mm -hmm. in my backyard as a six-year-old kid interviewing imaginary celebrities. And uh, there was a radio, local radio station. I'm, I'm real with this. And uh, there was a local radio station. Um, his name was oh, Frank Trey. And okay. I would call every week. I was like, hey, y'all hiring? He's like, call me next week. Hey, y'all hiring? Uh, call me in two weeks. Hey, y'all hiring? And finally, he just got sick of me. And he was like, just come and train tonight. And I trained one night um, mm -hmm. and then became the overnight jock. I was the, I was the quiet storm guy. Mm -hmm. uh, on on a hip hop song. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that's where I started. So I've been doing this ever since. I've worked in hip hop. I worked in jazz. I was uh, the program director and founder of the first gospel station. Uh, back in my hometown. I worked in Nashville. I worked in Mississippi. Um, and now home is here. And I, I love that about uh, uh, being from So we normally have to pick up our training along the journey. And radio is very much so like that because it wasn't in the back in the day, it wasn't built for you to be at a station for 30 years. You were supposed right. to move around. That was a, right. that was a fun of it, like your journey throughout it. Look at Wendy Williams, like yeah. she's traveled so much throughout her career and that's what that's what made her. Um, I love now that, you know, personalities are able to be seen now. So now um, we've introduced this idea of podcast and video to, you know, radio yes. and now yes. it's taking many personalities to a whole nother level. Look, now every music artist has their own radio show because now it's a, right. they're realizing it is a platform to kind of take you mm -hmm. other places. It's not just you stuck in a corner like it used to be. Now everybody is being able to see you and see the people that's on your show. And it's, it's a whole yeah. new perspective now. It's not just voices and sounds, but it's, it's certainly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that also speaks to the the power of radio that everybody has a podcast now. Um, right. And that you know people understand that there's power in this platform. But again, and this is to the great podcasters. Hey, back there, whoever you are. Um, this is to the great podcasters and those who are just starting. Content is important and who you're right. speaking to is important and, and how you want your branding to speak to your listeners is important. And uh, going back, coming back to We Are You Radio, that was the most important thing. Who is receiving this? How are we being seen? And mm -hmm. how can we lift up? the platform from where we are um, because radio kind of lost that community feel. It kind of lost uh, being a part of who we are, the, 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 the fabric of who we are. It became are. a business. Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. it was, it became and unfortunately, radio was social. Go ahead. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the reality of where it is coming, looking back 20 years ago to now, I get mm -hmm. it. Um, but there's still a way that you can make 
um, um, uh, a way for your local artists, like they used to be, or those guys mm-hmm. that don't, re- you know, open it up um, and stop letting the big names be the the, the push of it. You've got a community of, of right. artists now. Everybody's an artist now. You got a computer and a microphone. You're an artist. Um, so it, the life is different. Life is different. Right. But radio has often been that determining factor because if you didn't have a personality and you came to interview on a station, you got found out through the radio. Right. And I, I, I love the explosion of uh, internet radio because now it's, it's forcing us to go back to that moment where people just talked. We didn't, we're not just spinning records anymore, but now we're forced to actually communicate. Radio was a, a, a tool for so long and then it got real mm-hmm. funny because it became about right. these specific artists versus all these artists that are really fueling the industry um how do you think mm-hmm. uh we are you radio is going to kind of make its mark in atlanta or how do you plan to make your mark in atlanta this explosion um and you know what my 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 true vision is so big right now um sometimes i don't even want to speak it but my real vision is that uh, an XM Sirius radio, hey, hi, how y'all doing? Or an iHeart radio, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Um, would come forward and say, we see your vision, we see what you're doing, and we want to be a part of that. We want to help you take that to the next level. Um, well, well, I think somebody just snitched on you in a way. What did they say? What, what happened? I, I think uh, a Jana says that you sing also. Oh, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I hate you right now. Um, I hum very well. That's that's oh, what I do. I hum very well. He's so humble. He's so humble. He's so humble. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're we'll, in we'll Atlanta see. now, so you can do everything. Everything is possible in Atlanta. You know what? I am, believe it or not, very shy. So if I if if no one hands me a mic and plays a key, I will. I won't. I won't do it. That's just me. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, radio now, and, and what it has helped me, because I'm, like I said, I'm a theater actor, I'm also a teacher. It's helped me mm-hmm. to kind of learn how to itemize my time a little bit better because radio feels so stationary and mm-hmm. it forces you to itemize the things that you want to do. And now you can add things to your repertoire that you couldn't do before because now right. radio is so flexible, you know, and timing mm-hmm. and how, where we can do it. So I've, I've, was in my home throughout the quarantine, uh, but now I, I'm able to come to the theater where I'm at. So radio has become something where you are at, not necessarily mm-hmm. where the station is. Yeah, that's now. good. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to have to steal that. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> what, what went into you um, now having your own brick and mortar? Why, why that move? Especially during a pandemic. Well, you know, here's the thing. I, I, that was, this was my vision from the beginning. And, uh, and, and I, 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 I um, delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And we had conversations with some of the staff members, Jana, who was one of them and Mm -hmm. Sophia. And this was my, my true vision. And I said, if I don't do this now, if I don't do it now, I'm going to delay and it's never going to happen. So I'm just going to step out on faith because this was a vision. I truly believe that this was given Mm -hmm. to me. It didn't just, I didn't make this happen. It was given to me. All the people that have been a part of it, Diamond and Jana and Nova and Sophia 
and Keith and uh, uh, DB. Did I say everybody, Jana? Please remind me if I didn't. And um, Khalif and, and other people who have come in. Um, they have all been a part of this vision and have jumped on board and said, we got you. Um, and I lost my track. <laughs> but basically, basically what I was saying was that now where we are is mm-hmm. what my vision was to begin with. And right. so I was like, okay, we found a bit. And it was the perfect storm because I was looking for a building and I thought I found it. And then when the supporters, Jana and everybody else on the staff, they were like, eh, this it. So I had to start looking again. And I walked into another building with another woman I had never met. And she said, look, mm-hmm. I got, don't know this woman. Her name is Charlotte, sweet woman. She said, look, I got you. Let me help you out. Let me help you do this. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And we walked into, they had the, the, the radio set up already for us. Mm-hmm. All we had to do was bring the equipment. I was like, okay, God, this is you. I'm good. Let's do it. And so we're here. It's a pandemic. Sometimes but it's just about timing, though. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about timing. Right, yeah. So we're here. And uh, again, I'm just handing this over to God. Um, people have come in. We had Tawanda Braxton just a few days ago uh, mm. here in the studio, uh, cocktails and all. Uh, <laughs> we've had uh, people mm. from the Trans Entertainment Network be here. Um, and some of uh, the fans of Sophia have jumped on board and like we want to come in so mm-hmm. it's it's all in the timing as you said so i'm just i'm just being diligent oh, that downtown atlanta you you're downtown atlanta right? downtown atlanta we're on peachtree okay. street right on peachtree street uh okay. not too far from that other station that miss sophia used to work at okay. They're lost, they're lost, they're lost. <laughs> but i'm and and me just you know doing my you know, due diligence and kind of trolling you online and preparing for today. Um, uh-huh. I'm really excited about um, uh, your station and 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 finding another station like ours that that really love the craft and not just the attention. And people they they're here for the self. They they love the self part, but the work that goes into um, radio is not is not for the, the lighthearted and, and you don't get paid right away. And it's an investment in not only your brand, but your time, your energy, your talent. Um, how are you, um, how are you preparing yourself for, for that grind? I mean, you've been doing this already, so it's not like you just started the station, mm-hmm. but um, in terms of now taking it to this level, I think this quarantine has forced all of us who are entrepreneurs and to another level how are you doing that um, outside of the brick and mortar station but how are you now thinking about well long i'll let you give me a plan because i know that's top secret well you know you know it is it's it's evolving even as we speak okay. um for for us at we are you radio it, it was everybody is in the planning like i say everybody that's on the staff is an integral part of what i am doing and so right. i'm listening to them and you know, we're deciding what it is that we want to do, what it is that we want to make this. Um, what prepared me for this basically is <sighs> everything that I've done before this basically has prepared me for mm-hmm. this. And I, I, you were speaking earlier about the, you know, everybody wants that selfie time. Everybody wants that. This is my brand and I want to present my uh, brand. But yeah. the, I want to speak because there's a lot of people that I'm, I'm watching and I'm watching their grind. It's about mm-hmm. the grind. That selfie and that the money and the 
the the the the, the positioning and the the sponsorship that's gonna come right with the quality of your work the quality of your craft the quality of what it is you do and people can tell when you're just putting something together to get the likes and shares um and, right. and there we go again and people can tell um when you are just doing it for the likes and shares and integrity is everything and i don't know if you can still see me i got a phone call coming in can you still you see me you got to tap your screen the camera went out. but in okay. in in creating th this type of brand it um it really are we back on yes i see you now this is mm -hmm. a crazy wow. okay so and in, in us building and building these brands i think people should uh, before they go out and spend their money, make sure it's something that you can be consistent at. Make sure right. it's something that you are willing to be there in the middle of the night and early in the morning and, you know, throughout the day. And a lot I don't of people, know. And, and, and if you can't, make sure if it's something you really want to do that you bring together a team. One of one of my things with being with Be Exposed was loyalty. You know, and mm -hmm. I could have went to any other station, but being consistent and, and, and building that, that uh, team together it really has helped me to be a better artist and a better entrepreneur outside of uh, doing radio because you you have to build that loyalty. Right now, everybody is so fickle. You know, everybody's so clicky and everybody's ready to jump ship. But when you do something like this, it's not just George's money and George's time and George's energy that's being put into this. It's part of his team, everybody yeah. that's signing on. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of... Um, branching out beyond Atlanta, how do how you uh, I know right now you're everything from the janitor to the CEO. So how are exactly. you now handling it on a business angle now that the the, the industry is flooded uh, with stations and shows and personalities? Well one of one of the things again as I, I was speaking to earlier, I hope I'm hoping that the quality of what we do speaks mm -hmm. to to the audience and when people who are in a position to help us or to support us in any way that they're mm -hmm. able to see the quality and then say okay let me see how i can invest in it whether that's advertising whether that's um uh whether that's you know actually writing a check and saying hey or being becoming an investor so uh our, our plan is to continue to, do, to be on the grind to continue to do what we do and then hello uh continue to um to create what we're what we're creating and so once people see that they'll be able to gravitate that so that that's what we're trying to do to, to, to take ourselves beyond that because you were saying earlier everybody wants to be seen and sometimes you get up and you do stuff because it's popular because everybody else is doing it and that's not your bag that's not your thing but you're trying to make it your thing um and i don't know if i lost you because you kind of froze there so um so i'm gonna keep on talking and hope we get back get back to the screen but um yeah so it, it that that shows in what you what you're doing and so the quality um is what we're hoping to to create and and stay constant with and once we stay constant with that people will be you know gravitate to us and then help support us i don't know if i if i lost you if he lost his connection or i lost my connection i think we did so i'll just keep on talking unless yeah, somebody else is in the background connection okay i i can wait or i can just keep right on talking keep right on talking uh, go on, go on good 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 <laughs> so uh <laughs> so when we were um again when we were talking about creating we are you radio 
uh, Miss Sophia was definitely uh, one of the first people, like I said, I thought of. And um, I don't know if she wants to be on camera with me, but she just came into the room. Um, so you can come on this side and share the camera with me. No, I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What happened? Tell us about it. <laughs> there you go. And this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know me, let me share this with you, baby. Mm. Come on closer. Come on closer. I can't have the tables right here. Hi, everybody. Hi. see me. <laughs> Hello there. So you want to keep one? Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. We're waiting for the host. Uh, you we're know, we're living Still in this um, age of internet, and you know, sometimes we're, we're, you drop we're, we're out. out. I got you. I got you back. I got you back. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know Miss Sophia um, and aren't from Atlanta, wherever you're listening, Adla- uh, Atlanta knows Miss Sophia. Um, for those of you who are know, may know him as Joe, <laughs> uh, but Miss Sophia is the hosts of hosts. If you have ever been in Atlanta, have ever been in the LGBT community, have ever been in a nightclub, you know Miss Sophia. Have you ever been in a bookstore? In a bookstore. <laughs> no, books where they read books, actual <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> Barnes and Noble, Barnes that bookstore. That bookstore. <laughs> She is an amazing comedian. The timing is uh, uh, amazing. I remember the first time I saw Miss Sophia, and I, I tell the story to everybody. I was in a club, and she was hosting, and uh, it was packed, and a room full of people, and uh, somebody sneezed in the back, mm-hmm. and she stops everybody. Wait, who was that sneezing back here? Girl, you can't sneeze no more. If you sneeze one more time, you're going to take everybody out of here with you. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh my God, just an amazing uh, comedian. So uh, we are fortunate to have her here. We are we are you radio. Um, is there anything you want to add? Lola? No, who are we speaking with? Well, we're speaking with the artist exchange. Artist exchange yes. yeah, on be exposed radio. Yes, and and beefed up red beefed beefed up radio. I want to hear about the real nigga show though, because that sounds like it's going. Be- <laughs> you know what? I want to hear about it some more too. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with them. So yeah, because yeah, that name really got my attention. Really, really it gets a lot of people's attention. I mean, they've been doing it for for years now. So yeah, um, yeah. So and um, what is it called again? The Real Nigga Show. Right. Mm-hmm. So they got it. They haven't got any pushback on that title. Nate's on his way in right now, so he could probably explain yeah. it. Yeah, he could probably speak to that too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we, we're excited about what we're doing here. Where are you ready? And I want to give a shout out to uh, the, um, DJ Baker over the Weekly Top 40. And I forget the young lady name over at uh, Urban Underground, who are also uh, giving a platform to LGBTQ artists and uh, their music and their work. So um, definitely give a shout out to them and anybody just talking to fill this air, y'all, because mm-hmm. this is airtime. Somebody I'm, I'm, I'm pay for this. On. I'm yeah. back on. Yeah, thank you. I didn't want to do your job no more. This is hard. <laughs> first rule of online radio, make sure everything is charged up and ready to go. I broke that rule today. But I see Miss Sophia. Yeah. I'm doing great. I'm doing great just talking to you. The boss man here and, and learning more about supervisor. That's the supervisor. supervisor. Yeah, supervisor. our boss is in heaven. <laughs> so I have you on. First of all, I have to say I have loved you for a long time, Miss Sophia. Um, Thank and you. I'm really excited that you are you are here or W uh, we are you radio and I've watched you for everything. I'm really glad that I- 
more and I see you and I be listening. I can't hang with doing hyenas that night. I, I was trying, but I was falling asleep halfway through. And I, y'all be I fall asleep late the last couple of so times I was in there, I fell asleep. <laughs> well, you're in a bed now. That's that's dangerous. So you gotta get <laughs> out the bed because you're gonna fall asleep every time. But how is it now with We Are You Radio? How, how are you liking your new home? I love it. It's awesome. At first, I was a little hesitant. I'm sure George told you guys. He gave me, he said, Sophia, I want you to come aboard the radio station. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to do it. And he said, okay. So it was about a month later. He said, Sophia, uh, when are you going to start? I said, give me like two more weeks. And he's like, okay, like two more weeks. I said, like, Sophia, when are you going to start? I said, well, let's give me like another week. You know, I'm going to get back with you. And he said, okay. So a week later, he came back. He said, Sophia. Your starting date is <laughs> mm-hmm. that's been my starting date. And I was hesitant to start because, you know, I come from radio and right. I know what all, you know, has to go on with the producers and the interns and all that. We had a whole team from the radio station that I came from. So mm-hmm. I knew what it took for the radio show to be a success. And that was right. just like scary to know that everything was going to be on me. I don't have a producer. I don't have an intern. I don't have a... a uh, uh, a street team. I don't have people working back in sales to go and sell the radio station. So all of that stuff that somebody else was doing at the other radio station, it's on me. So it's just like, that's why I was a little so like, okay, I'm a start, I'm a start. But, you know, I came, I started, and now that I'm here, it's been the most rewarding feeling in the world because now all of the things that I learned over there, the only thing that I didn't learn was working the board. And so that was the most petrifying petrifying thing for me. So once I learned how to work the board, and it's just like now I got it here, got my feet wet, and I'm running, and I'm just, you know, putting to work what I have learned over at the V103 and uh, George Latell's radio, uh, mm-hmm. FM Digital Live. So it's just like everything is coming together. So now I'm booking guests and everything, and it's just like a piece of cake, and I love it because it's just like, you know, my supervisor, he gives me total control. Well, all the work that you put into this probably has made this transition now where you're at the helm of, of your career now. It's probably made it much easier. Not, not to say the work is any less, when mm-hmm. you have a fan base that's beyond Atlanta and beyond, you know, that's, that's, that's willing to come on and support you, why But my biggest question I've always wanted to ask you, why radio? It seems like you come and you go and you, you're always, that's, you're consistent because you could be hosting many other things or traveling, mm-hmm. why radio? And listen, and I tell everybody, radio is a dream that somebody else dreamed for me. Radio was not on my radar at all. Mm -hmm. When I moved to Atlanta, I was coming to Atlanta to start working on my stand-up comedy because at the time, all of the comedians seemed like we're getting television shows, and that's what I wanted, TV and movie. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to Atlanta, I was coming here solely to work on my stand-up comedy and I was going to do it at the Black-owned, Black-operated uh, comedy club. Chris Tucker had a comedy club here in Atlanta. So I mm. came to Atlanta with that in mind. I wasn't going to do shows. I wasn't going to do any of that drag stuff. I was only coming here to perfect my stand-up comedy routine because I wanted a television show. I wanted to be in movies. And when mm. I got here and then radio fell in my lap. So it was just like after I, you know, did radio a couple of years and stuff, it dawned on me that, you know, God... It was my plan to move here and work on my stand-up comedy. So I didn't want to, first of all, I didn't want to move from Texas to Atlanta because that was just like putting too many miles in between me and my family. 
But then I had this great idea that I was coming here to work on my stand-up comedy. So God, in God's eyes, he was like, well, if that's what it takes for me to get you where I want you, which is in Atlanta, then I'm going to let you Mm -hmm. think that until you get to Atlanta. And then I'll reveal to you what it is that I have in store for you. So it was one of those situations, you know. That was the dream that somebody else dreamed for me, radio, because it was not on my radio, my radar. And then once it happened and all the things Mm -hmm. that I experienced during radio, and now I'm on my own. I have my own radio show. So it's just How like, does it feel God, though with it's just you now? So being the host of your show, what does that how different does it feel? Or does uh, it feel different? Well, the only difference is I'm in a new building, I'm doing it mm-hmm. and I have my own show because everything right. that everything that I brought to me from V is what I'm bringing here at We Are Your Radio. So the thing about it is a lot of comedians, I feel don't make it in radio because mm-hmm. the, you take away the live audience. And a lot of comedians are used to getting that feedback. When they tell a joke, they want to hear the laughter or they want to hear the booze or whatever. They want that live feedback. But when you take a comedian and they're used to that and you put them in a room with two other people or by themselves, it's hard for them to like figure out, is it funny? Is it working? Is it not working? Because they're like second guessing themselves while they're on the air. You can't do that. So right. you have to just have confidence in what you do and know that what you do, people enjoy it. And if it makes me laugh, it, I feel like it makes everybody else laugh. So I don't second guess myself while I'm, you know, in here by myself. So that's the only thing you have to adjust to being your own audience, your own critic, and know that the mm-hmm. stuff that you did and you said when you were in the uh, presence of an audience that is working fine now. And, and me and George were talking earlier about, I was I'm making mention, radio has, has now turned into a platform for artists, for individuals, for somebody you've never heard before to make a career um, the uh, in a whole different way other than you know, going through and being an actor or like you said, a comedian or a host. Now you can have your radio show and because now we're implementing video and YouTube and such. Now people can see you and people are being hired and booked and, and being asked to do things simply because they have this platform. Now every musical artist we know of have their own podcast or radio show. How has that affected or helped you in your career well, it's helped me in one way. Well, speaking of that, a lot of, it's just not radio, mm-hmm. the internet, the internet right. and social media has changed entertainment, period. Right. No one needs a record label. No one needs an agent. No one needs all of these things. You don't need a middleman. Mm-hmm. All you need is to get your equipment, set it up in your room and do you and sell yourself. So how has it changed for me? It was a good thing for me because a lot of people were advertising that, you know, us as show people were going to be at certain places knowing that they haven't spoken with us. So they were false advertising that we were going to be somewhere. Mm. So with social media, it had cut out a lot of that. And then it's just like you say, we have a fan base and then we can build on our fans base because we're able to reach more people. If we're in, say for instance, I'm in Atlanta right now. I I have people that can see me in Germany. I have people that can see me in Switzerland. I can have people that can see me around the world as opposed to the limited audience in the city that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So it has been a huge boost for our fan base. And, you know, just speaking of which, you know, uh, YouTube, when I started my YouTube channel, it's just like you have to have a thousand people before you can become monetized. 
I reached my thousand people in like a week and a half. And so now it's so many people that are using the uh, social media tell YouTube has changed the whole game. It's just like you have, have, you have to have so many hours now before you can go live. You have to have so many followers before you can, you know, even be monetized and all of that. So it's just like, that's because the demand is great and it has changed like tremendously. And it's a good thing. I'm, I'm going to say uh, specifically, specifically for you, when you <laughs> had left your last uh, online station, it was just a, a bigger gap from when we were able to see you or follow up. So a lot of us was just watching stuff from the past or catching the show. If he wasn't in Atlanta to hear you on the other station. But I'm saying I, I love the fact that uh, you are more accessible to us now in terms of your talent. And I, I can't wait to see what this new wave of Internet um, uh marketing and branding will help you get to another space and this artist in general being able to use this like as you said to kind of further their career um how how are you well we're watching if you want to uh miss sophia's laughing hyenas you are watching miss sophia learn this game as she goes and i'm loving how you are adapting and changing and and uh moving not necessarily uh changing who you are, but you're changing in terms of what you learned this to be. Um, I would love to know what advice would you give to artists who did not have to grind like you have and learn things the old way uh, versus, you know, now everything just, all you need is Zoom or a piece of software and you can call yourself a radio station. Do you think that people now, do they need that old way of doing things or do they need to learn things that way as well to make them better? The advice I would give them is if somebody else is doing an interview and you come in to have a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go in that room. No, but I'm so glad that you came. The advice that I would give to anyone, and it's just not with radio, it's just in life in general. Mm -hmm. My, when I was at V103, and I talked about this the other day with my laughing hyenas. When I was at V103, my sole goal was to leave the door open for the next mm-hmm. person like me to come in the door and don't leave such a bad taste in people's mouth where they don't want to look at nobody else in our community to invite to invite mm-hmm. them into that door. And, you know, I said that when I was there and I had that conversation. The reason I brought it up the other day was because I had that conversation about, you know, uh, Tyra Sanchez, James Williams, you know, the second winner of RuPaul's Drag Race when he Uh was getting in trouble. And I pulled him to the side and I had that conversation with him. And ironically, it is the same conversation that Kamala Harris had, you know, when she did her interview yesterday on uh, ABC News. And she said, you know, my mama told me that I would be the first of many, but make sure that I'm not the last. So it's the same concept. It's just like always when you when you realize what you have and you're representing yourself, your family and your community, make sure that you're doing a great job. And then even if you decide to leave or they decide to push you out the door, you know, your, your, your invite there, your stay there, as well as your exit, they're going to judge the next person that they invite in the door on your stay your uh, and your exit. So be mindful of what you do at all times. Will we see Miss Sophia on stage soon or in a of movie course. or television? Of course, because that's my, that's my, um, that's my dream for myself. My, I went, my theater was my major. 
Mm. So I've always wanted to be on stage on play in plays and in movies. So it's just like, you know, I'm just whenever God is ready. Are you excited at, of the the explosion that Atlanta has had in terms of the entertainment, especially with Tyler moving that studio there, and now it's becoming a film mecca, not just for music but art, all the arts in general. I am I am excited, but I'm also a little disappointed because um, because of what the reality TV is doing to serious roles, and it's just mm-hmm. like you know. When you see you have the housewives and then you have the marriage to medicine and then you have the hip love and hip hop and then you have the basketball wise and then you have, you know, so forth and so on. It's all the same. It's just showing us in a negative light. And I'm always reminded what Ruby D said when we had the opportunity to sit down and have a chat with Ruby D. And we were talking to her because we were at a theater. You know, I work at the mm-hmm. theater, the Ensemble Theater in Houston, Texas. And okay. one of the questions that we posed to her was, how is it that, you know, these uh, we have quality work here. We put on quality work. We have rehearsals, you know, six months. We run these plays. We put on productions like, you know, August Wilson, you know, mm-hmm. two trains running and all that, you know, quality productions quality. by, you know, these, you know, well-known writers and stuff. And we say we it, we have trouble trying to fill the seats in this theater that's local here in Houston. I said, mm-hmm. but then somebody could come through with a chitlin' circuit play with some horrible acting, horrible set, mm. you know, the plot and all. It's just like, you know, something to come through and make some quick money and they just fill out not just theaters, but arena. So we say, arena. well, how do mm-hmm. we how do we compete with that? And she said, well, she said, don't, she said, don't talk about them. She said, "What?" She said, "You have to find a way to become a part of it." And she said, "What I mean when I say that is, you have to figure out a way to right. get on the inside because they are doing what you want to do, but it's just not to the quality that you want to do it. So you have to mm-hmm. find a way to get inside. And once you get in the door, you could bring somebody else along. And before you mm-hmm. know it, all those bad actors that you say, or all those people who is putting together these, you're throwing together these sets and they're not looking good. Before you know it, by you being one person going and joining a team, and then you invite somebody else, and they invite somebody else. And before you know it, you'll have a whole quality uh, full of team members that know what they're doing and can put on the type of quality work that you all want to put on. So the thing is to find your way in the door. Don't talk about them because you're not going to get in that way. If you talk about them, they're just going to push you to the side. But if you mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, I really appreciate y'all doing such and such. You know, I go for, I've been to school for acting and I do this, da, 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 da. So it's just like, yeah, you just have, you just got to find a way to get in the door so you can make the change that needs to be made. So the the work that you, you live for, you die for, you breathe for, you went to school for, that people will, you know, like really appreciate that. I, that is, I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of a theater right now, and that we're doing a show this coming Saturday, and that's definitely a heartache for us because if we were doing something that was derogatory, derogatory to our community, tickets would have been sold out. We would yeah, have and been. Then it's just like, even, with, even with Color Girls at the Ensemble Theater. We did for color girls who consider suicide when the rainbow isn't enough at least three or four times. And mm-hmm. we had Itazaki there. 
So it's wow. just like she came to the opening. She came to the opening like several times. So it's just like we have done that, you know, three times at the Ensemble Theater. And then there are mm-hmm. a lot of black theaters throughout the world, and they have done that play. But some people's first time seeing it was when Tyler Perry put it in movie form, and everybody didn't think it was going to work. In certain certain instances, it didn't work. Mm-mm. But you know, that was some that was some people's first, you know, Kinda viewing of the movie. Yeah. And the same it, it, thing with One Monkey Don't Stop. I mean, the same thing with Fences. We put yeah. on Fences at the Ensemble Theater. A lot of other black theaters put it on, you know, throughout the world. But right. some people's first time seeing Fences was when Viola Davis and Denzel Washington was in the movie. Doing movie. Right. And in moments like that, I like that our work is being seen, but I hate how watered down we often have to make it to be able to be seen. And then when people see it in that format, they like, uh, people didn't like for color girls when they saw Tyler Perry doing it. And that was heartbreaking because if they would have saw it in its natural habitat, it would have been, it would have kind of exploded. But uh, right. I was waiting to see, I was waiting to see how the um uh, Willie Brown, you know, there was no I was waiting to see how that went over. And then I already knew that he was taking a chance when I saw that he was going to be putting men in the movie. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, and adding the character, and it, it. Sometimes you have to leave well enough alone, and I'm I'm learning as an artist now to be my most authentic self. But just learn the process first. Learn mm-hmm. the process, and then you can break the rules. But when we start breaking the rules before we've even learned the origin of what it is that we're trying to tap into, it kind of distorts it and destroys what it is. Uh, with and all. Of- A lot of the the authors and a lot of the writers and stuff, you know, like they would come down, we commission their work and they would come down and Mm -hmm. they would let you know, "Mm -mm, you don't, don't, don't change not one word. Well, it's illegal to change words. Yeah. And it's just like, that's plagiarism. And it's just like, you cannot Mm -hmm. change that. You cannot change one word. He said, that's, you, you, if you change one word, it changed the whole meaning of what I wrote. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, just can't do it. Have you ever thought of um, not even just producing, but creating your own, like one woman show or uh, your own theater piece? Have you are you in the works of that, or will we see that down the line? Of course. Uh, can, I get, can I roll? I mean, just just ask me. I'm just putting it out there. I'm gonna ask. Can you, just let me. Can you know. what? I, I want to roll in whatever you write. That's what I'm. You want to roll. Yes. Really if, it's a one woman, man. if it's a one woman show, it's all a one woman in the show. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm from the theater, so you either the, the janitor, the director, there's many roles. Oh, you mean that role. role. Oh. <laughs> it's not just one oh, role. Build a set. <laughs> okay, okay. Costume head. I'm a trained, I owe Sally me a lot of money, so I'm going to have to What city are you in? I'm in Baltimore. And what's the theater that you're in right now? Well, we're in the Baltimore Theater Project. Baltimore Theater Project is kind of a roadhouse for uh, avant-garde, um, uh, new pieces, a kind of experimental theater. So mm-hmm. it, it normally, on a, when without the quarantine or the pandemic, it's normally just a roadhouse. So plays from all over the world normally come here and, and do their, uh, their work here. So we're right okay. now just... We're going to do a live stream because we're not able to open that capacity. 
So we think that we, uh, well, we've been planning to view it as a, a live stream so more people can do see it. So do y'all have more than one theater in the building or is just one theater? This is just one theater, um, one theater in this space. So we have lots, you know, of, lots of theater. Go ahead. You know, George is still here. He is, I mean, but I didn't see him. I no, didn't I'm, know. I'm here. No, I was letting you guys talk. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. fanning out right now. Let me just tell you, I'm fanning out. And I know. And I'm, and I mean, go beyond ahead. just, you know, I tune into your show and whenever you go live, um, and it's, it's been a pleasure to watch somebody who I feel like represents me on a bigger scale do mm -hmm. their work and be consistent and not give up. It, it's so easy for people to give up, especially from this LGBT community, because we have so many daggers that are being thrown at us, but watching you consistently do your work and now you are a part of this whole live streaming, doing your work from virtual places. I'm, I'm really enjoying watching you, but I'm fan enough. No, I have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out to this. I don't know if you know Freddie O. Freddie O. Freddie O. Yeah, he has. He's a blogger, and okay. now he started out as an intern at V103. And okay. I can say that he started out as an intern with the Morning Show. And to see his success and where he is right now, it's just mm -hmm. like you would not believe what he was going through when he was at V103. And it's just like, for for lack of a better word, they they basically laughed at him when he was talking about doing what he was doing and when he started doing what he's doing. So now he's one of the biggest bloggers here in Atlanta and he has mm -hmm. worked with, there's not nobody that does not know him. They call him to videotape their weddings. They call him for all the red carpet events. They call mm -hmm. him for birthday parties. I mean, rappers, actors, singers, whoever. You know, he has a roller desk that probably could match Oprah Winfrey's. But just mm -hmm. the thing, and then it's just like I always think about when he first started at V103, how, you know, basically they was basically laughing at him because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what he was talking about doing and what he was doing and when he started out. So it's right. just like, so I just got to be true and know what you want and you got to learn how to tune out the haters because we all have haters. I have haters, you have haters, George have haters, we all have haters. And one thing that I have learned, and I thank God that I've learned the lesson, is that I'm not wasting time on people who don't like me in the first place. The energy mm -hmm. that I have is going towards the laughing hyenas. It's going towards the people who support the We Are You Radio. It's going towards the people who support me when I go and do a show at a club. It's going towards, you know, all those people. And then when I go to places and it's not like I expect a thousand and there's only ten, I'm going to perform like there are only uh, like there are 10,000 people there, although it's only 10. Because out of that 10, one of them could be Oprah, one of them could be Steven Spielberg, and they could take me somewhere that, you know, 10,000 people perform, and me perform for 10,000 people couldn't take me because I gave my all with 10 people there, and they saw that, and they're like, you know what? You were performing like there was like a million people in here. It was just us little five people, you know, and I got mm -hmm. such and such, and I want to, you know, bring you to such and such, 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 such. And, and stuff like that has happened, you know. I've got invited to work at, you know, office parties, birthday parties, you know, weddings and all that stuff because somebody saw, you know, my entertainment value. And I don't spend my time sitting up there talking about different people with, um, like, with, if it's only 10 people there and I'm expecting 100. Then mm -hmm. those 10 people that came to see you, you sitting up there the whole time and seeing then I, everybody be talking about, I want to do this and I want you to do that and I want to do that. And then I do it and ain't nobody here. Blah, blah, blah. So it's not just like the people that came to see you, you sitting up here scolding them for the people that mm -hmm. didn't come to see you. So it's like, don't do that. 
so I don't waste time on haters because I know we all have them. So it's just like, and you know, we on YouTube mm-hmm. and Facebook and all the social media, we have trolls. That's why we have to have mm-hmm. these moderators on to keep mm-hmm. these trolls out of here. Honey. <laughs> so just like, don't waste time on them. When you focus mm-hmm. on, because the time that you have, honey, you have to use that time wise because time is the one thing that we don't get back. And you got to use the time to the best uh, to get the to get the things that you want. So we're kind of uh, going low on time, but I want you to tell you and um, George, tell us uh, where we can find you at on social media, when your show comes on, um, how we can send you, you know, whatever, whatever you may need. What, what, um, so tell us where we can find you at. Let's start. Well, you can find us. Um, you can find us on uh, a multiple uh, multitude of platforms. But the one way that we'd love for you to do is go to the Google Play Store, go to the iTunes Store, and uh, look up W E R U Radio. This right here, right back here. Look that up on those uh, platforms, and when you see that that uh, hand there, download the app, listen to the station, uh, the morning show, the We Are You Morning Crew with myself and uh, Jana and Nova. We're on in the morning from six until ten. Well, Eastern, uh, and then Miss Sophia. I mean, uh, Diamond is on from ten until two. She's the uh, midday lady. Been knowing her for a long time. Love her to death. And then Miss Sophia comes with club chit chat. A little bit of this and a little bit of that, and a whole lot of chit chat from two until six p.m. and uh, and then. After that, the music rolls on, but we are looking to fill that nighttime position, hint, hint, if anybody wants to. And you can contact us at I-N-F-O, I'm sorry, too many emails, W-E-R-U-Radio at gmail.com or I-N-F-O at WeAreYouRadio. So, um, so the last, the uh, final question uh, that I would like to ask both of you, uh, what advice would you give to your 17 year old self and what question Ooh. would you ask to your 100 year old self you know what i was just in my head just a few seconds ago uh thinking when i was younger how i doubted myself and mm-hmm. uh, would always put myself in the background i love being in the background and i'm comfortable with that um and would always dim my light so that mm-hmm. other people could feel better about themselves and i'm always right. pushing everybody else and if I was 17 again, I would say, no, you got it. with everything that you're pushing everybody else to do, everybody that you're um, you, you're being a champion for, everybody, you can do this. So do mm-hmm. it. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. People will love you in spite of the things that you think they won't love you for. So that's what right. I would say to my 17-year-old self. My 100-year-old self is, boy, you still around doing the same damn thing? That's what, <laughs> that's what I'd probably say. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. And Sophia? My 17-year-old self, I would say, uh, be patient, calm down, and listen to every single adult that comes in your life that gives you a bit of advice, because Mm -hmm. they're only teaching you and telling you what they've already experienced and what they've learned, and they're trying to keep you from falling in the pitfalls that they fell in when they were young. Mm. So it's like, be patient, calm down, and listen to every single adult that comes in your life that tries to give you some advice. My 100-year-old self would say, um, I believe I'm still here because of my faith in God, Mm -hmm. because of how I treated others, and because of the decisions that I made in my life that were not reckless 
and I thank God that I'm still here. I Can I get a so do-over on my? No. <laughs> next time, next time, next time, next time. <laughs> but I'm so grateful, first to you, George, for for agreeing to come on to the station. We didn't know each other from a can of paint, and we still didn't get to that uh, topic. Uh, but I, I just, I'm Look, really we gotta do it. We got to do it again. And then I, we, we have to. to do, this is what why you call it the artist exchange. So we can come mm-hmm. back and do this thing again. And, and again, uh, so that we can get this going back and forth and supporting each other. So, hey, I'm here. Just call me. And, let me know. We're always and y'all could have done it if you had to let me have my cup of coffee and went on to interview George. <laughs> And then is, I have to this say, is why second, she's here. second to you, Miss Sophia, um, I'm definitely going to get some cool points from one of my best friends because we have watched you for years grow. And I'm glad that individuals like yourself are finding um, a community within this, these new ways of doing things that are, will allow you to be seen beyond the walls of Atlanta and Georgia. Uh, not that the walls contained you anyway, but I'm glad that you are now receiving your just desserts. You are able to see all of the multitudes of people that are supporting you and following you. And I wish you and George and all the other hosts and individuals at VRU Radio much success, much love. And you always have a brother, sister station here at Big Exposed Radio here in Baltimore. Um, and I appreciate you for joining us because I know you got so much to do in Sophia uh, and George. Uh, <laughs> and thank you all for taking the time and supporting uh, a little old brother like myself can be more, but I appreciate you. And I think, well, wait to be able to, you know, you're traveling again with the TS and y'all come back up here to Baltimore. So uh, mm, is it any I've last? been Virginia Labor Day weekend. I've been Virginia Labor Day weekend, Richmond, Virginia. Mm. Uh, is that a club appearance or what it work? Uh, I'm not sure. It's uh, Zakia Zamasia. She's putting together a weekend for the sweetheart because she's Miss mm-hmm. Sweetheart. So uh, she's putting together a weekend event for them Labor Day weekend. So I'll be there this weekend, but next weekend. Next weekend. So let me let me see where the where the, the road may take me, and I may just shout you out, hey Miss Sophia. But again, thank you again for for joining this. This has been a real pleasure, a surprise tuning back in and seeing your face. <laughs> On, on on my screen. So thank you again. Thank immensely. you. It was a surprise to me too. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. And just what you said, you know, what I'll talk about what you said. I just want to add to everybody. You're never too old to learn. I'm still mm. learning. George's still learning. We're all still learning. Because certain people mm. think once you be, once you become a certain age that you have learned everything that you can learn. I'm still learning you know, radio. Mm. I don't know everything when it comes to radio. I don't know everything when it comes to drag. I don't know everything when it comes to whatever. So you're never too old to learn. And as long as you are alive, you will learn something every single day. Mm-hmm. And tune in, follow We Are You Radio on Instagram, Please. Facebook, all those things. Follow we're all, this we're on all social media. Um, mm-hmm. Every every bit of social media, W-E-R-U Radio. It's right here. Uh-huh. All, all and your Instagram media. is at the bottom of our screen as well. Oh, but I don't need my Instagram on there. I need you to put my cash app on there. <laughs> Dollar sign, Miss Sophia McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. it, it anytime, is anytime. We'll really definitely, we'll, I'll reach out to you in a few. Um, we're in the midst of production, so I got to get back to that's that. But thank you uh, immensely, sir. And I appreciate you. And, and somebody that still got to give me the 401 on the nigga show. Come on now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
I'm I'm telling you, get your tickets. A real nigga show at Eventbrite. It is a phenomenal piece. This is the answer to For Color Girls, Miss Sophia. Uh. This this production that we're doing right now is our uh, production. It's 17 years in the making. They, these gentlemen have been growing with this piece since they were about 17 and 18, and most of them are almost 40 now. So they've been doing this play for a number of years, and it's our uh, answer to For Color Girls. So please come out and support it. You can watch it. Butt naked in your bed if you want to. You ain't even got to leave your home. You can get your snacks. Her, tell her, get her, her honey buns together. And she can come and watch it from the comfort of her own home. Uh, but I'll send you out the information for that as well, sir. I appreciate that. Definitely, you definitely, definitely. All right. We'll talk soon, man. Thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Sophia. So uh, this has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Don't forget, if you want to be a part of this party, uh, if you want to join us uh, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, definitely join us here at uh, BeExposedRadio.com. If you're looking for a show, if you're looking for a place to bring your show, Be Exposed Radio could be definitely be your home. Uh, we're working out some uh, logistics right now. We're kind of in this quarantine phase, but we're not letting that stop us. Um, again, the Artist Exchange Radio Show every Monday and Friday. You can find us on all major outlets uh, here on Big Exposed Radio as well. Um, and then the Artist Exchange is definitely moving forward. Uh, again, this is one of the projects that the Artist Exchange is working with, uh, The Real Nigga Show. It will be live at 7 p.m. this coming Saturday. You will not want to miss this production. It's one night only. Um, and it may be coming back sometime next year. We'll be traveling with it, but definitely come on, enjoy the show of five intelligent, talented, strong black men basically giving their heart, pouring their heart out on the stage. And it's an awesome production. It's going to be a little bit different than what you expect from theater, but it's all the elements of theater and more. We're having some um, awesome um, videos. Uh, and short films throughout the piece as well. So tune in, just go to Eventbrite and look up a real nigga show. Tickets are simply $18. You can get together with your group of people, have a watch party and, and enjoy yourself. So again, thank you, Mr. George. Thank you all. Um, we'll be back on Friday with a whole nother show. Peace out everybody. He looked like, oh, look like, look like he just got a new car. He just saw that shit get back them too, Bobby.